if parenthood came with a GPS, it would most likely just say recalculating. Join Yulandi Becker and her guest experts Wednesdays at 11 a.m. for Bump and Beyond, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. You're on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond and I am Yulandi Becker. This show is all about parenting and today's show specifically, we are talking about managing screen time with your children. It is, I feel a little bit tricky when it comes to screen time. In some ways, now looking back, as you remember, my kids are nine and 11 now. Looking back, it was maybe a little bit easier back then and this is what today's show is about really is about warning you it does not get easier I've always struggled personally a little bit with screen time just because I struggle myself to manage my screen time so implementing screen limits for my children is a a daily struggle I have to be able to be online for my business for work all those things so it is difficult and Let's face it, that's the world our children will be facing eventually. A world that is, it's impossible to avoid screens. These days, even people who traditionally were working with their hands, my plumber comes here with a system to be able to invoice me. So you need to have some kind of technical savvy when it comes to the world we're living in. So on the one side, we know it's dangerous and there's, You have to limit it. There's implications for your children. But then the other side, we need to prepare them for this world we're living in. So it's difficult to navigate through that. Anytime a child spends looking at an electronic screen is considered screen time. This includes watching videos, television shows, playing video games, and using a computer, a phone, or a tablet. The American Academy of Pediatrics discourages media used by children younger than two and recommends limiting older children's screen time to no more than one to two hours a day. As a sleep consultant, you guys know this is actually my side hustle. (laughs) Um, As a sleep consultant, we also even advise parents no screen time two hours before bedtime. So as because what's the reason for this? Screens have what we call blue light. So that's the same kind of light that the sun emits. So this is not very productive or helpful for melatonin production, the hormone that actually assists with sleep. So it is important to limit screen time, not only for your children, but also for yourself before you go to bed. But again, many apps and television shows say um, they're educational Um, for young children, but usually they're not a great substitute for real life. It is important for toddlers to get lots of time socializing, moving around, and learning how to interact with the world around them. Screen times for small kids can sometimes, let's face it, be a saving grace so that you can have a moment. Don't feel too guilty about this. Please don't, but keep an eye on it. The reality is, like I said, Limiting screen time is a lot easier, actually, with smaller kids. As they get older, the playing field is changing. And I've recently been scared a little bit. And I'm going to scare you maybe a little bit just now as well. 
So they need screens to socialize and interact, do their homework, play. But what is the impact? And that's what we're going to talk about with my guest later on, with Sarah Hoffman. She's a family online safety expert and social media lawyer. So I'm very excited to get into the nitty gritty of what we need to know as parents, how we can prepare our children, how we can be, I guess, less naive about the reality out there and navigate ourselves through this difficult time. But as always, I want you to chat with me. So make sure that you send us your voice notes. The question for today is, how much screen time do you allow? And do you have worries or concerns when it comes to screen time? You can send us a voice note on Telegram on 061-895-1019. Or you can SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Or you can email us on, what do we say? Uh, in studio at highfm.com. So get those voice notes, get those messages in so that I, me and you can chat and ask the expert while she is here. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker. The show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined us, you're on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond, and I'm your host, Yulandi Becker. And today we're speaking, yes, screen time, managing screen time with your child. Uh, I recently watched... Or let me rather, I was recently scared by a a documentary that I watched called Childhood 2.0 on YouTube. And yeah, I have to say that I really felt that I, me and my husband are relatively progressive when it comes to screen time. And or when I mean progressive is I, I feel we're relatively aware of what is happening and how it is because for our age, I don't really want to give away my age, but I feel like I I know a lot. I was introduced to computers from an early age on. I played LAN games. I'm pretty sure most people who are listening don't even know what the hell I'm talking about. With friends, I had a phone relatively early. So I feel like I am informed and technologically savvy. And this childhood 2.0 documentary if you haven't watched it yet go google it watch it on youtube it's well worth a watch to get a little bit of a reality check when it comes to screen time and what is out there and the reality is that we are in essence what they say is part of a social experiment because we don't know what the impact of screen time and the amount of screen time we have currently will have on society as a whole in 20 years time or in 10 years time for that matter. And that's interesting because, you know, the impact, they talk a lot about the impact of emotional development and those type of things. And I often see it even in my own children is that certain social cues, especially if they've been behind the screen for quite some time, is different to when they're not behind the screen. And 
but maybe that is the skills that they need in 10 years or 20 years time. We don't know how we're going to be living in 10, 20 years time. So I'm very interested to see how that is. But let's listen to what you have to say. Hello, it's Megan. I'm a mom of three kids. Um, I've got a six and a half year old, uh, almost four year old and uh, almost two year old. Um, and we generally don't do screen time in the week as much as possible. Saturdays for about two to three hours, we allow it. Um, and then they can choose what they sort of want to watch. And in the week, it's really an exception for me to have some mental sanity and space. But I generally don't try it because one of my biggest fears is when I see when they watch TV, their behavior does change. And I find that one program is never enough. They always want more and more and more. And then the minute I switch the TV off, it is meltdown central. So what I try and do if I need a bit of space or capacity because I am a working mom and I have my kids in the afternoon alone, then I choose to put on a movie rather. So it has a final end. But yeah, one of my fears is just that, is that they actually do not switch off and then they just keep wanting more. Hi, I'm Lisa. I'm the mother of two children aged uh, eight and six, going on 16. But I allow one hour of screen time a day. I think in practical terms, it ends up being more closer to two hours. And I am concerned about this because I don't have any way of gauging what is appropriate according to age. Um, I try to monitor sites and block what is I deem unfit, um, but advice on how to gauge what is suitable. They are very active, but advice on this would be great. How do you decide at what age, what is appropriate, what time to spend on the screen uh, is appropriate and not? This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. Yes, if you've just joined us, this is 101.9 FM, and I am Yolandi Becker. And thank you for joining us in the conversation. Please keep those voice notes coming on Telegram 061-895-1019, or you can email us on instudio at highfm.com. It, it's very interesting the amount of screen time again. I feel I'm relatively progressive, but I'm also very strict when it comes to screen time. My kids are actually, again, 9 and 11. They are not allowed to have any screen time during the week. I only allow screen time over weekends. Um, and to be honest, they've given up. There's always exceptions. Like, for instance, I hope my kids are not going to listen to this later. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow, my son is finishing up with exams and... I am very sure that in the afternoon when he comes home, I will allow him to have some screen time. But that's exactly it. I'm very strict. So it's very interesting for me to hear what you guys have to say with regards to that, because it is different. And I mentioned earlier that the Association of the American Association of Pediatrics recommends no screen time before two years and limiting it to one to two hours a day for older children. But hey, it's just like the dentist who tells us to floss every day. That's not the reality. We know that. Even though it's ideal, that's not what's happening. And uh, a very great other website, we'll, which I'll mention, is Common Sense Media. Um, they actually say that uh, children, there's, there's a spectrum. 
there's a couple of children on average, about a quarter of children before the age of eight don't have any screen time. And then a quarter of children spend more than four hours on the screens daily. Those younger, around two years, tally about 49 minutes per day. Two to four-year-olds watch two and a half hours per day. And five to eight-year-olds spend about three hours on their screen daily. I think that's about my average. If I look at my own, maybe it's a little bit more. That's just my phone. I just realized (laughs) my phone obviously tells me how much time I'm spending on it. But again, these are the smaller children and it's relatively easy to manage it when they are small. As children get bigger, it is the habit of too much screen time can be hard to break. One study found that more time, uh, the more time a four-year-old spends watching TV, the more difficulty they will have breaking that screen habit when they are six. As kids get older, many parents worry about their dependency and their addictive behaviors that they get from screen time. Another study of over 40,000 children, ages 2 to 17, showed that children who spend seven hours or more a day on their screens are more than twice as likely than children who use screens for an hour a day to suffer from depression and anxiety. So, yes, there's lots to unpack when it comes to older children. And I'm joined by Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for joining me today. I am looking forward with you to be able to scare the crap out of people today (laughs) (laughs) to make sure that we are all prepared. So let's get into it. Great. So you want me to just start scaring people? (laughs) No, we're going to go to an ad break just now. Just waiting for my sound technician, Craig. (laughs) This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker. The show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined me, this is Bump and Beyond. You're on 101.9 High FM and I am Yolandi Becker chatting with Sarah Hoffman, a family online safety expert and social media lawyer. Sarah, I told you earlier that um, I I got scared a little bit when I watched this childhood 2.0 documentary. And it was for various reasons. First of all, I knew there's dangerous people out there, of course. The dangers, and I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that a little bit more, the dangers out there. But for me, it was very interesting how they uh, like kind of broke up the documentary into what the emotional and social impact of social media is on the one side um, obviously bullying is a lot more prevalent and higher scale a different level when it comes to screen time and the emotional impact on your child but then as well their emotional development is different because they're interacting with people and their friends in a very different way than what we did when we were younger the other side is that the internet is becoming an educational tool. And sometimes I feel like us as parents are are relying on that too much. And it's scary because when you think education, I feel like as parents, we often only think of the good things that, because educational sounds great. Your kid is getting education. But the reality is, is 
They're getting sexual education from the internet, which is a scary thought. And then lastly, obviously, like I said, that brings the dangers of the creepy people out there who have access to your child. So let's start with you, Sarah, telling us what are some of the issues kids face in this wonderful digital age? <laughs> Yolanti, thanks so much for having me. And it's lovely to be here chatting about this important topic that I think, you know, is just such a pain point and so overwhelming for so many parents. But I think, you know, we need to start off by saying that screens are unavoidable. You know, we can't really say to ourselves that, you know, we're going to move to a remote island and, you know, turn off our Wi-Fi. It's just not the world we live in. So, and and as we do know, there are some unbelievable things our kids can leverage from using devices. But really what it comes down to now is as parents, knowing how to support them through this, you know, tricky space, um, how to confidently put boundaries in place. And we can talk more about that. I'm sure we will and how to be very much aware what some of the risks are, because, you know, as you've said, rightfully so, there are many. And, you know, when it comes to the risks, it, it starts from very little. So, you know, I heard some of the callers whose voice notes you've already played are grappling with how just how much, just by virtue of the sheer addictive nature of all of these apps and all of the shows that we're on. And I'm very happy to spend some time talking around how to manage that and how to decide what is enough um, but in terms of your, you know, your question you asked now, what, what do we need to worry about? So for the little ones, certainly, I think the biggest chat, the two biggest worries of parents of littler kids are really just how addictive it is, how to get them off because one show is never enough, one clip's never enough. And also just coming across really explicit content. So, you know, people, a lot of parents think, for example, that YouTube kids is for kids and therefore it must be safe and sanitized content. And that's not the case, actually. There's lots of parents who we speak to whose kids are watching Peppa Pig and all of a sudden it's, you know, not Peppa Pig. It's how Brittany got her new body for summer. And it's not really what you want your four-year-old to be watching. Um, sure. So I think those are sort of the two buckets of concern with little kids. And then when your kids start to engage in a more social way online and they start gaming, the concerns just amplify a thousandfold and they ramp up very, very quickly. And if you have kids who are starting to dabble in the online world, I'm sure that you can resonate. So, I mean, if your kids are gaming, there's all sorts of concerns parents have around that. Probably the number one concern is, actually, I'm going to take myself a step back. I think what we're seeing um, with kids who are probably around 10 is a lot of them who are not on social media and whose parents have rightfully delayed, you know, there's a lot of tension at home because they're begging and begging and begging their parents to be on social media. And the reason is that they feel socially excluded because all of their friends are on WhatsApp and all of their friends are on TikTok. And it becomes... You know, the, the the genuine feelings of social exclusion are valid, um, especially yes. when you are in your tween years. And that's a big challenge parents have to worry about. Once they're already on the space, there's all sorts of things from, and I mean, we can never get to all of them in, in the show. For sure not. <laughs> online predators, kids talking to strangers online who slowly groom them, very common in the gaming context, but on lots of other platforms too. Um, we're seeing lots of bullying. We're seeing with the younger kids a lot of WhatsApp exclusion or, you know, especially with the little girls. Um, they'll create a WhatsApp group 
and not include someone else and then add them and remove them and add them and remove them and, you know, create the sleepover group for Saturday, but add you and block you. And, and that is really, really painful on an emotional level if you are, you know, anyone actually, but particularly yeah. if you are a tween. And then, um, of course, there's concerns around the kinds of, kinds of content our children see. Um content around anxiety and depression and self-harm and suicide, um, very sexually explicit content, um, very hard to rein all of that in. Texting is a huge, huge, huge epidemic across every single school. You know, I'm yet to come across a school that I've worked with, and I've not, you know, we do a lot of work with schools that are not struggling with the sexting epidemics, kids sending private photos of one another, kids pressuring one another to send private photos. This has become a new kind of currency. And this is endless. It it really is endless, to be honest, Sarah. And, and to the one thing that also stands out to me is like, and I've had this conversation in preparation for this program with a couple of my close friends as well and family. And there's a very kind of lots of perceptions that I found out there with regards to it. So the first thing is, is that when I tell people about the dangers, a quarter of the internet, everyone out there, a quarter of all information on the internet is pornographic in nature. <laughs> so that's the, the reality of it. So it's not about if it's going to happen, it's when it's going to happen. And lots of parents had this idea or came back to me in in the sense of it's not going to happen to my kid and not their friends type of thing. And that was the one side of it. And then the other side of it, when I told my, like, like my family, um, the older generation, especially, I told them that I'm looking at my son's tablet, what he's watching. I'm looking at the chat he has with his friends. And they're like, but you would have killed me if I looked at your diary when you were a kid. And then I'm like, it's not at all the same thing. And I think lots of people for me in this day and age have a very strange perception that they're thinking that their phone and their laptop and their digital devices are private and that it's not. It's on a cloud somewhere. And if someone tries hard enough, they can make that information public. So anything that you're putting out in a digital place is in essence not private. So your phone is not private. And that's how I'm, but how do we protect our children from this? It's not private. How do we, we still stay sane in this? Because it's, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. So it's a question we frequently get asked. We do a lot of parent talks at schools and companies and, you know, we, parents always ask, can I check my child's phone? Um, because the child says, of course, it's an invasion of privacy. And our answer to that is really exactly what you're saying. And if you want privacy, you know, you're welcome to write it in a diary um, keep it next to your bed. But if you're going to put something on an international permanent and public platform, even if it's a, a voice note to one person, which we now know often does not land up staying the property of one person because a lot of, this, you know, the minute something is in digital format, it, it becomes shareable and that yes. means it can be public. So it's not the place to have that privacy. And, you know, the other side of it is as a parent, you know, you are more than likely the person has provided that device. And we always encourage parents before you even begin that journey or if you're already on the journey and your child already has a device, it's not too late 
to put boundaries in place. Um, we've got a lovely contract you can download off our website. I'm happy to put these links, make them available to your listeners. It really sets out a parent's expectations of the child when they're using a device and a child's expectation of the parents. Don't post embarrassing photos of me on Facebook, mom, etc. But to answer your question, I don't think this is the forum to have that privacy. I think parents do need to check in from time to time. And as your child has demonstrated responsibility that they're competent, that they understand what can go wrong, you know, you can slowly loosen the reins a little bit. But certainly in the beginning, I think parents do need to check in frequently. What's being posted? Where is it being posted? Have check-ins. Not in a judgmental way, not in a condescending way, but in a way that, you know, this is a tricky space and I've got your back and let's check this out. And, you know, I was interested that you posted this on the WhatsApp group. Tell me about it. We need to be having these conversations on on an ongoing basis. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I am... I'm relatively strict. So my kids don't have a phone yet. They don't have access to WhatsApp yet for various reasons. And after recent things that happened in my kids' school, like they're 11, grade five, um, even less so. But that's the reality that you're sitting with. Some kids do have phones. Some kids do have access to WhatsApp. When is it appropriate to... Yeah, introduce a cell phone. If you've just joined us, you are on 101.9 High FM. I am Yulani Becker, and I'm speaking to Sarah Hoffman, a family online safety expert and social media lawyer. And we're talking about screen time. And I've just asked the question of when is a good time to introduce a cell phone for a child? And WhatsApp for that matter, because according to me, you have to be 16 to be on WhatsApp. (laughs) I had a dollar and I'm going to say dollar because our rant's not doing so great at the moment if I had a dollar for every time a parent asked us that question I would be pretty rich Ah. the answer is and it's the same with you know um, how much screen time question there is no set age the age is when your child is emotionally and developmentally ready are they able to show responsibility are they able to not leave their things at school? Are they able to make their beds in the morning when they say they are? Are they able to handle it emotionally in your opinion? Um, We've actually got a checklist on our website as well, which is quite useful that helps parents actually go through. It's kind of like a readiness assessment for your child. Are they actually ready to have their own device? And even when they do have their own device, we don't recommend that you kind of give them this loaded weapon and let them reign free. It's a slow process we one of the recommendations we make for example is that there are no more than three apps at a time at any point on your child's device and obviously boundaries around how much time on each app etc but it's too much it's too overwhelming it's too much for these developing brains to manage and if you know so you know what we recommend is if your child says right I really really want TikTok okay what's what you're going to replace TikTok with because we believe certainly in the beginning it's just too much so there is no set age and every child is different you know and I think we can see that even with our little kids even if it's tv I've got two kids who respond quite differently if one of them watches screen time close to dinner they're wired totally and if the other one does they're actually okay so we have to understand our child's temperament we have to understand if they can show responsibility we can understand if they're old enough to appreciate the consequences and as I said I've got a really helpful checklist on my website that you can reference to help you 
ask yourself and your child the right questions to make that call as a family. Yes, please just share the websites along with us so that people can sure. look at it. <laughs> it's www.clicked.co.za. Perfect. So that we can throughout let people go look at it because it is important. So, um, yes. So, like I said, I'm not quite ready yet. Mainly for the cell phone is also that I feel my son can't even remember his school clothes to bring them home. So let alone a cell phone, I feel is just going to get lost. So I don't feel he's necessarily necessarily ready. But uh, we've got an interesting question here from Carol Kruger. She's asking, she says that her granddaughter does online school. Um, so is on the computer nearly the whole day. Um, I don't know how old her granddaughter is. It doesn't say. I feel it's very bad. What are your thoughts on this? So Yolandi, that's, you know, what you were talking about in the beginning, and I know it was one of the questions, one of the previous callers also um, referenced is, we need to understand that the original recommendations made by the American Academy of Pediatrics, these were the first people to really research screen time and make concrete recommendations on how much is too much. And the, the original recommendations were very rigid. So as you said, it was not between naught and two, absolutely zero screen time, between two and five, no more than an hour a day, et cetera. And they really prescribed very rigid guidelines per age group. They've actually come back and turned that research upside down. Given the world that we now live in, given the fact that so much of what we do, which might in include schooling for some people, is taking place on devices. And instead of those rigid guidelines, what they're now saying is you have to focus on two things. Firstly, you have to focus on priority. So what is the screen actually displacing, right? What is the screen displacing? And that means, you know, what are the child's required developmental milestones? Uh, I like that. <laughs> when you're deciding, and it's obviously different for each age, but like just in the example of preschoolers, you will know, because I know you work with this age group, preschoolers developmentally require, they need to hear and use language, they need to play outside, they need unstructured play, they need face-to-face -face interactions. All these ingredients need to be in place. And if there is room in the day after that for the screen, sure, make the space for the screen time. Absolutely. And the same, I would say, for that granddaughter who's doing the online school, She's Obviously, 12 years old, by the way. <laughs> 12 years old. So 12-year-olds have different developmental requirements, but they also certainly require sunlight and exercise and social interaction. Um, this is the reality. And, you know, I'm sure because online school has increased dramatically in popularity post-COVID, there'll be a lot of really fascinating research. I don't think we really know enough about what is actually being displaced. I know for some children who elect to do that, it's it really is suitable and they've chosen that yeah. for a specific reason and they've chosen that because it's making room in their day for other things that traditional brick and mortar schools weren't allowing. But really what it comes down to is firstly that displacement effect. We've got to say what is actually being displaced by the screen? What are you missing out on that you require developmentally at that age and stage? And then the other question we ask, not just how long, is what when and how is a screen being watched? Where are they watching screens? We don't recommend that kids um, watch, for example, in the have a device alone in the bedroom. We see at nighttime, you know, there's some one of the leading online safety experts that I follow in the US refers to something as the toxic trio. 
bedroom, boredom, and nighttime because the research oh. that the combination of those three things together is where the worst cyberbullying takes place. Much more sexting happens um, when those three things are in place. Um, so when we talk about the way they're using the screens, we need to really think about that. Are you a person who's happy with the TV just on in the background? We don't think that's a great idea. Some people, you know, um, in your family, are you going to be bringing devices to the meal or, or is that going to be a dedicated screen-free zone? Yeah. And we also need to look at the what, when, and how, sorry, the when kids are using screens. So we spoke yeah. about, you know, for a lot of kids not using it before bedtime, there's a lot of research to to support that, again, you've got to um, know your own child's temperament. Um, and then we've also got to look at what is being watched. And this is what would really also relate to the caller's question, because what she's watching here on her screen time is education. Appropriate, yes. Okay, yeah. great. So, Thanks, Sarah. We'll get into it a little bit more just now. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined us, it is Bump and Beyond with me, Yolandi Becker, and I'm speaking to Sarah Hoffman about managing screen time and navigating how to handle screen time um, with children. You mentioned now earlier, I love the fact how um, you are talking about limiting screen time, because like I said, in the end of the day, for me, it's easy to say this is what the recommendations are, just like with flossing your teeth. That's not always the reality. I also love the fact when you said if you're introducing that you limit the apps that are available um, to your child, but I mean, they are getting smarter as they get older. That's the also um, the reality. But I want to specifically speak a little bit more about WhatsApp um, and the communication on WhatsApp. Um, my understanding, like I said before, is that technically WhatsApp, uh, in their terms and conditions, is advising that you have to be 16 to be able to have WhatsApp. Obviously, if a parent allows a child to have it, they need to, I assume, have you know, monitoring what is happening. You said that it, that is fine initially, <laughs> when they are a certain age. But I am interested in what the legal consequences can be of the situation to kind of flip the, because you are also a social media lawyer. <laughs> uh, what I mean by that is, is that I would love to know if your child, in a funny way, like it always happens, says something that is racially inappropriate or is threatening to another child on WhatsApp and someone screenshots it or screen grabs it and shares it. What are the legal, can kids be prosecuted or will you as an adult, as a parent who is the guardian of the child be prosecuted for this? So the answer is absolutely yes. Uh, the age of criminal capacity in South Africa is 14 and sometimes as young as 12. So that means from the age of 14 and sometimes in certain circumstances 12, child could be arrested and charged with a criminal offence. So between 12 and 14, a court will look at a child's school, their education, were they in a position to know that what they were doing was against the law. Um, but but certainly, I mean, and, and, and we are... 
certainly moving to a place where there are far more specified crimes that have been laid out in legislation that relate to our online behavior. Um, so anything from hate speech to criminal urea, which is an infringement of dignity, to there's all sorts of criminal offenses relating to um, sexting, underage sexting. Yeah. Um, so any of those things, you know, whether it's WhatsApp, whether it's Instagram, whether it's a private message with screen shared, what the law says in South Africa is the minute more than one person has seen that content, it becomes published in the eyes of the law. And it doesn't matter if it's published to one person or 10 or on a huge billboard, the law sees it in the same light. Oh, that is also a very important thing to keep in mind, to know that your child is mature enough to handle social interactions in an appropriate way because what is in digital form is there permanently. I want you to chat with us. So send us a telegram on 061-895-1019. The question I'm asking today is how much screen time do you allow? And do you have worries or concerns when it comes to screen time? Let's listen to one of your voice notes. Hi, Yolandi. Great show. I'm a mother of two boys aged 11 and 13, and I guess we've come to realize screen time is like taxes. It's not going to go away. So we put down some house rules to manage it. On our side, we um, the boys need to do homework and all their chores first, walk the dog and all of that to earn their screen time for the day. Um, they do have a lot of other interests and extramural activities, which leaves basically an hour, if that, um, during the week. Over weekends, we're much more relaxed, um, but we also try to offer the children alternatives, um, family time, a board game on a Friday night, uh, going cycling together, just the alternatives. Um, and also we don't allow screen time at the dinner table and we really try hard to lead by example as parents not being on our phones or tablets all the time. We often fail dismally, but we try. And um, I think the secret is just balance and leading by example. This is Bump and Beyond with Yulandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. I think that a caller actually now really hit it on the head about managing it and kind of just being vigilant. But I mean, what is what is our responsibilities? We now have talked about limiting, but how much, how, your yeah, how, what are our responsibilities, Sarah, um, when it comes to the digital age? What, what do we have to do to help our children navigate this world, which we are, as parents, I feel not really, because we didn't grow up in this way at all. I don't, I feel a little bit like we're not ready for it. Um, what are our responsibilities for our children? Yeah, Yolandi, you're so right. It's such an overwhelming space for parents. And I think, you know, there's parents are either just absolutely overwhelmed, they don't know where to begin, or they're absolutely overwhelmed and I think it's too late because their kids are already on that journey. And you rightfully say that we don't have role models to kind of tell us how to navigate the space. So I think there's a couple of things we need to do as parents. I think we need to remember that first and foremost, you can't be held hostage in your own home. You really can't. And this is a very powerful tool our children have access to. And even if your children are already on the journey, it's not too late to say, you know what, 
I was listening to the show on High FM and they were talking about all the risks on, 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 on phones. And I think we need to have a conversation around that. I think we need to remember that the devices our children use, the apps they use, are designed to be addictive. No one is working for Meta and saying, you know, how can we make this as safe <laughs> as possible for children? And how can we make sure they take breaks to meditate and be mindful? No, they want us to be. The only time they capitulate to those kind of things are when they get under, you know, they under public scrutiny or they have big lawsuits against them. So we need to know that we are putting measures in place. Great. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. Yes, you're on 101.9. Hi, FM with me, Yolandi Becker, and I've been speaking to Sarah Hoffman um, about the dangers of social media and screen time in general, to be honest. And it's been such a great talk I think Sarah I need a whole different show to talk about this again because it's been unfortunately we've run out of time that's the reality so thank you so much for all your insights and guidance with this I have to say I feel a little bit better um just knowing kind <laughs> of think, how to navigate through it well I think you know the important thing to know is Yulandi it's not one conversation it's 100 conversations that parents need to have and if I can give parents one piece of advice that there's a very strong correlation between kids who use technology well and parents who are connected and engaged with their children. So, you know, I'm sure we'll have another conversation about what are the best filters and what are the best parental controls. As you rightfully said, our kids are smarter than us. They'll probably figure out a way to override that at some point. The best line of defense that we as parents can have in this space is to be connected, constantly check in, check up on your kids, be curious, don't be judgmental, and good luck out there because it really isn't easy. Thank you so much, Cher. I really appreciate it. And it's clicked, K-L-I-C-K-D dot co dot za where people can go Absolutely. look at lots of resources you have available downloads. online we've got workshops well. you can watch in your own time we've got apps that, an app that children can teach themselves their skills how to succeed online so lots of things for you that will help you in the space www.clickedklikd.co.za thank you so much Sarah it's been really wonderful joy, um, Thanks, speaking Lindy. to you um and if you guys missed us um Sorry for you, but luckily for you, you can go listen to it as a podcast on our website, highfm.com. There's also lots of different um, resources available and podcasts available of all the wonderful shows we have on HiFM. So go check out highfm.com. For me, screen time really, I want you to remember like what Sarah said, is in the end of the day, there is no steadfast way with anything. We are part of one giant social experiment but communication is key with our children like I said in the end of the day don't don't be that naive parent to think oh I don't need to worry about it it's not about when it's going to happen or if it's going to happen it's about when it's going to happen and your child has access to the internet it's not a private platform if they're putting something in a digital format they need to be comfortable that you can see it that the police can see it, that your principal can see it, that a future employer can see. So you need to ensure that your children are ready and responsible enough to have access to this. And 
do it in a responsible way. Screen time is not all bad. There is, and it's inevitable, like we said, it's all around us and we don't know what is necessary for the future. There are some really great um, apps, video games out there. Um, I mentioned earlier um, a website, um, Common Sense Media, which is a great website where you can go see what people say about um, different apps, different games. If you're wondering if it is appropriate for your child, I would recommend go looking at that. But yes, like I said, this is unfortunately the end of our show. Our podcast will be available on chaifm.com and join me next week as we start our preparation for the holiday season as we're going to talk to Peggy Moss from Wheelwell about car child car seat safety. Also a fun topic I love to talk about. Also to scare you a little bit. It looks like that's what my mission is lately. But your children can be around you all day. But if you don't spend quality time with them and you don't pay attention to them and talk to them and listen to them, it doesn't matter that they're just around you. None of us know the best combination of things to do for our children. More often than not, as parents, we just close our eyes and hope for the best. Some might call this faith. I um, had a wonderful time with you. Thank you for joining me. Until next time. Enjoy your day. Bye.